Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila, uh, and I'm here joined with Jessica Bighead. <laughs> with a very zoomed in camera. Um, Is this better? It's better, yeah. So. <laughs> no. Nice freeze frame. Connection. Uh, okay, so uh, what what do we what do, what are we what do we do what do we talk about what do we do? Well, we are um, a true crime podcast where we talk about various crimes committed by bad people. Yes, like, like right now. Uh, I just punched myself. I just committed assault on myself. Oh so, gosh! Now you gotta go to jail. Now I gotta go to jail. I'm pressing charges on myself, and I'm seeking <sighs> damages from of me. So I better pay up. <laughs> So, um, okay, so what crime are we talking about today? What, what are you talking about? Today we are talking about the infamous fire Festival, which was supposed to be... Yeah. But multiplied times like a billion. So yeah, it it's the story of how... One man scammed millions of dollars out of people wanting to go to this show and investors. Adam, and it's crazy. Out of dumb millennials, how mm -hmm. I love them. Oh, <laughs> how dare they want to have equal pay. I bought my own house when I was 30. What do you mean? $5,000. What do you mean the cost for a house is 50000 now? Does it Oh matter? my god, the cost of houses nowadays? I don't, don't know even get me started. I don't even know how much it was. That was just a random number I just guessed. 50000 would be like a nice down payment. <laughs> a down payment on a house. Yes. What is it, like in the yes. hundreds of thousands? Your dad's an accountant. Talk to him. <laughs> So, um, what's going on? So, what what's the deal? It's supposed to be like the next Coachella, the next Lollapalooza, the next Burning Man. Uh, I had <laughs> I had tickets for Fire Festival 2020. And you did not. I did. I bought it. I bought it for a million dollars. You're such. You're so full of that poo poo. <laughs> Why? Man. Of the milk. Yeah, it's no, the milk. It look at the, the milk. look at the milk is doing to you. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, what, tell you the story of, excuse me, of. You see what I mean? Shut up! Been made. Shut up! Uh, tell me about uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Okay. Tell me about your fire dark. festival. All right, so let's get started. Spelling this, fire this with crazy a crazy story. It's got a lot of hoops and, and stuff. Okay, so we're going to start at the beginning. So this festival was created to promote this super cool app, right? So the festival was organized by a man by the name of Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule mm -hmm. to promote this app. So this app was supposed to be like... Uh, instant booking of a celebrity mm. that's on the app. You want a celebrity to come to your party? Say Ja Rule was part of this app, so he would have been on it to book him. You could have gone through 
And if he was available and if he had the right amount of money, you could have, bam, boom, booked him. Yeah. That was the point. Everybody's of... clawing at the teeth to book Jaw Rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Tupac. The dong, 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 dong. It's like Never. Tupac, that guy. Biggie, Jaw Rule. We can't get Tupac or Biggie because they're kind of both dead. But Jaw Rule, he's alive and he's coming to your party for the yeah. right price. Okay, so what, what happened? All right, so they put this they put this thing together, right? right? And it's so okay, so they put this 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 show like first it was like an idea, like how can we get this app promoted? How can we get it out there? How can we get people to be interested? And so they thought of, well, you know, we just put this festival together, and they ran with it. They ran with it. They went and they booked this island and they hired a bunch of models. And this island was an infamous island called the Norman. If you see pictures of it, it's beautiful. Surrounded by crystal clear blue waters. Yeah. You're like, man, I want to go there. Yeah. So, I mean, they they used it to their advantage. Um, it's it's been said that this island was owned by Pablo Escobar, but there has I can't find any confirmation on that. What it, what it was, it was a place used by Pablo Escobar and his people to exchange and drop off drugs and stuff like that. So that's known. But uh, I think that the agreement was yeah. to not mention that at all, or you lose the ability to be able to use this island for your party. Right. It was called Norman's K. Norman's K, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what they did was they got all these models and uh, as Kendall Jenner and uh, Bella Hadid and what's her name, Haley yeah. Bieber. Yeah. They got and and several other models that I don't really. I, there's Emily Radjokowski. Radjokowski. I don't know who that is, but I'm pretty sure if I've seen if I see a picture of her, I'll be like, oh, I know that face. Maybe we but anyways, booking them uh, instead. A lot of other people too, and so they use that. And these models are supposed to like, they're on the boat and the island. And I think the, the thing with this advertisement was so people could be like, oh, these girls are gonna be there. That these are these are models and celebrities, and we're gonna be within like walking distance and being able to talk to them. Like, I want to go. So they put this this commercial together, and they have them shut up and take my money, <laughs> right? That's basically what it is. So they have all the models that they that were on there promote this commercial and say put hashtag fire festival hashtag fire hashtag fire, and this is ca catching the attention of like all the the youngsters that want to go be in all the new and now cool fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was December 12, 2016. That's when these models were paid to go and do this commercial. Right. Right. So then they got money from an investor. And then they got money from another investor. They, they were just... Man, they were just getting monies from investor left and right to, mm -hmm. you know, put on this festival. And then they were saying that they got 
celebrity chefs and that they booked a lineup of Pusha T, Tyga, Designer, Blink-182, Major Laser. Like, I don't know who any of these people are except for Blink-182. But you're just not not hip enough, I guess. I am not hip enough. Of course I'm not you know Blink 182. Yeah, and to be honest, like I've seen the the lists for a lot of the Coachella shows, and I don't know not even half of the people, not even seventy five percent of the people that are performing. Right. So I mean, maybe that just goes to show how not in the now I am. I'm not. Mm-hmm listen to the same five songs played on the radio over and over okay what's going on yeah. what else happened so he has this giant lineup he's got the models he's got the ads and whatever he's got it all he's got it all got it all and this is the work of billy mcfarland mm-hmm. the work of billy mcfarland so when he put out this commercial though he advertised it as being once owned by Pablo Escobar, Escobar. So that caused the people that allowed him to use the island to kick him off the island, to not be able to use the island, making him without a place to go, without a place for this festival. But people have already bought tickets for it. Like this thing sold out in a record time because people wanted to be there people wanted to be able to experience all this stuff so he scheduled two weekends in april and may what 2017 the day tickets for this show was between 500 to 1500 vip packages included airfare luxury tent accommodations for twelve thousand dollars and then no. <laughs> no. Now maybe maybe if the lineup was more aligned to the, the bands that we listen to, I'd be willing to pay a quarter of that, but nowhere near that amount. Customers were promised accommodations in modern eco-friendly domes. And like I said, chefs uh, meals made by celebrity chefs. With with being able to have access to all these people that I mentioned plus many more like they think about saying celebrity chefs who are the celebrity chefs i don't know they don't they don't have it listed here oh, guy fietti he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna take his dad flavor town that's that's guy fietti <laughs> anthony guy bourdain fietti. did he was he still was he alive at that point i don't know <laughs> i don't know but who who are the is there any young hip celebrity chefs um ramsey he's kind of hip he's not young and hip but he's he's cool okay i like how he yells at people <laughs> he says it like it is i mean he can be rude i used to, i like watching um you like his british shows <laughs> where he's nicer i like his hotel hell where he goes to a, a hotel and he's like what is this it's disgusting disgusting you have people sleeping here he takes the black light that's the worst part he goes and stays in a room he takes the black light and he runs it across the mattress okay nice uh. oh my, god. my favorite <laughs> is is master yeah. it's, it's gross my favorite is master chef kids where he's nice. oh that's cool because he's he is nice like he's nice <laughs> to the kids and that's good 
<laughs> yeah, he's not gonna just like say, "You're the worst chef in the world," to me. No, Get out of my face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. What happened? What happened next? Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So, I fast forwarded to the part where the fest they claimed that the island was his was Pablo Escobar's and so blah 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 all right so we've already he's already been kicked off the island meantime people are still trying to buy these tickets people are still trying to get over there right right um on the mainland, 5,000 tickets had been sold and an air surface was hired to charter the festival goers from Miami. On medical services, company, caterer were also hired, but the latter withdrew a few weeks before the festival. So all these people were hired, but a few weeks before the festival, they pulled out. Yeah. So then now, okay, so with two weeks to go, a new catering service with 1 million total budget was hired. One million total budget. And I'm not really sure the amount of people that this is supposed to feed for the amount of time, but I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Six million was originally allocated to provide for what was promised as unique, uniquely authentic island cuisine. This is in Barbados, right? But I don't know. No, the Bahamas. I, is it the Bahamas? Yeah, or the Bahamas. Yeah, it's the Bahamas, Jamaica loaf. Okay. All right, so Did they local feed them, seafood. Like, you got a knuckle oh. sandwich. Bah. That's, That's your food. They got, they got like a little baby sandwich. All right, so in March 2017, fire the Fire Festival hired a veteran event producer who saw that it was possible to hold this sort of event, right? Mm-hmm. So he assumed that they would postpone the event till November as they had been discussing since they were not ready. However, they said, no, we going to do it. We still going to do it. The guy had assumed that they would postpone the event as they had discussed since they weren't ready. However, fire told him that they would take the event in spring anyways. So... Okay. He told them to abandon plans for temporary villas and instead erect tents to only a, the only accommodation that could be delivered in that time. So, like, it's the only it's the only thing that he could think of that would work within the small amount of time that they had. So he advised them to make this clear to those who had already bought tickets as otherwise it would be damaging to their brand. He says the company assured them that an email would be prepared, but he was not sure if it was sent. So I don't know if anybody's seen these pictures or these documentaries, but these tents are like the FEMA tents. They're not very, not very sturdy at all. I mean, obviously they're not little tents like you go camping in. They were bigger tents, but yeah not something that you would expect for paying thousands of dollars and flying across you know to get there paying thousands of dollars just to get there but anywho Comcast Ventures considered investing 25 million in the Fire app, which McFarlane apparently hoped would allow him to finance the festival. 
but declined days beforehand. Reportedly, McFarlane had valued Fire Media at $90 million, but was unable to prove sufficient proof of that when Comcast requested it. Ooh, okay. All right. So, writing. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you paid thousands of dollars for a music festival and then you come in and then you say it's a bunch of FEMA tents, what would you do? I'd be pissed. I'd be, oh my God, I'd be like pissed. But I think I'd be so mad and like angry cry. I don't know if you know what I mean, what but like mean? I get to that point where I get so pissed off that there's nothing I can do about it. So you just cry because you're so fucking mad. Okay. You know what I mean? Can you do you show, know what I mean? Yeah. Can you show us your angry cry face? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll I ain't gonna know. do that. I ain't gonna go there now. Okay. Nathaniel. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, continue. What happened? All right. So, writing for a New York magazine, one of the event organizers later noted that since at least mid March, there were significant problems with the planning. And at one point, it was suggested that they reschedule the 2017 festival until 2018, which probably would have been a really good idea. But I'm guessing that this guy was like spending the money as it flowed in based on based on um, how crappy it was going already. Probably, yeah. You know, like he saw it as his own personal piggy bank. Jeez, it's like <laughs> okay. a time bomb though. Right? Okay. So these plans were revoked at the last minute with the decision to go on with the event as planned. Let's just do it and be legends, man. One of the organizers is reported to have said. Um, later that month, Page Six began reporting rumors that the festival organizers were too disorganized and in over their heads. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Okay. Mm -hmm. After the Comcast deal fell through, McFarlane obtained some temporary financing to fire through investor Ezra. Um, Burnbaum, Burnbaum, that required the company to repay at least 500000 of the loan within 16 days. Ooh. So how was he going to come up with that money in 16 days? Easy not. <laughs> in order to raise quick cash for the event within under two weeks to go before the inaugural event fire informed ticket holders that the event would now be cashless and cardless and wow. encouraged attendees to put up thousands of dollars in advance for a digital fire band which looks similar to I don't want to say a smartwatch but like those Fitbits yeah the smaller ones and this would be your basically like your your money right scan your little band and there's your money so and they encourage attendees to put up thousands of dollars in advance for these these bands to cover the purchase of the fest at the festival purchases at the festival like drinks food you know whatever else Jeez, how much how expensive are they supposed to be so, okay, so according to the lawsuit, each attendee would be issued an RFID-equipped smartwatch-like ID to use during the festival. This was despite warnings that such digital bracelets could be used, could be useless unless, oh, they could be useless because of poor Wi-Fi connection on the site. Oh, 
so if there was poor wi-fi i mean they're out there in the freaking middle of an the ocean and if they have poor wi-fi or no wi-fi how can they use these bands i think he just wanted to get the money Right, exactly. So he signed it. He signed the email suggested that attendees upload three to five hundred dollars per day that they plan to attend. Damn. So not only did these people pay between five hundred and fifteen hundred up to twelve thousand dollars to be there. Now they're being told in order for you to be able to eat here, drink here, buy whatever you want here. You're going to have to upload money to these bands now. Mm. Okay. So about 2 million was uploaded to these bracelets and 40% of which, according to the lawsuit, later filled by Burnbaum was used by McFarland to pay off the short-term loan. Damn. See, he's spinning it as he's getting it. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the morning, okay, so the festival events and attendee experiences. So this now we're getting into what's starting to happen as these people are starting to arrive. Mm-hmm. So I think we, I think they glazed over the part where, so he gets kicked off of the island, right? right. He gets kicked off of the island, and now they're scattered. They're trying to figure out like what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So they start looking for a place that looks just like the island, which is in Jamaica, like a corner of... the island. It's like still a piece of Jamaica, but it's... I don't... I don't think it's Jamaica. It's in the Bahamas. So okay, so it's in the Bahamas. So it's it's in the Bahamas, not Jamaica. So it's a place that isn't that island, though. It's not that island, and it's a place that they found that looks very similar to that island, but not the island. Right. So they they kind of have to fake it out, mm-hmm. and um, so that's that's a part that was not in here. So so now we're arriving, and the people are starting to arrive okay so early in the morning of april april 27th heavy rain fell on great exuma soaking the open tents and mattresses piled out in open air for guests arrivals later that day (sighs) terrible you know they're like all wet because of the tropical everything's all wet The first flights from Miami International Airport and Exuma International Airport operated by Swift Air and Extra Airways landed at 6.20 a.m. That afternoon, Blink-182 announced that it was withdrawing from the festival, stating in a Twitter post, we're not confident that we would have what we need to give you the quality of the performance we always give our fans. So there goes one artist. And I think other artists had begun pulling out before this, yeah. but so initial arrivers were bought to an impromptu beach party at a beachside restaurant where they were piled with alcohol and kept awaiting for around six hours while fanatic, frantic preparations at the festival site continued. 
McFarland had hired hundreds of local Bohemian workers to help build the site. Meanwhile, organizers had to uh, renegotiate, renegotiate the guarantees they offered to the people who would be playing at the festival as costs spiraled out of control. Eesh. Later, arrivals were bought directly to the grounds by school bus. So I think the school bus part <laughs> would have pissed me off. But then getting there? Yeah. Oh. What if what you saw piss me off? What if you saw that your mattress was like wet? That's it. Like and the thing is is that <laughs> If there's poor Wi-Fi, if there's poor cell phone connection, if there's poor all of that, like, what, like, what do you do? Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, what are you? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna like put on? Are you your, gonna put on your freaking summit back to the main road and look Maybe. for a car to take you back somewhere in a foreign country you don't know anybody at? It's an island too, so. You... Oh, we're an island. Sorry, yeah. it's just it's it's like you know. Are you gonna not say? Are you gonna, we're in, you're comfortable. Are you gonna ask for the manager? I'm gonna ask for that dead manager. What? <laughs> the dead manager. Yes. You mean you would... manager? Got a lot of explaining it here. Okay. What if Billy McFarlane comes out and he's like, "Hi, I'm Billy McFarlane. What what oh seems God, to be the this issue?" Guy. What seems to be the issue? What seems to be the fucking issue? All right. So they get to the grounds by school bus where their true state of the festival site become apparent. Their accommodations were a little more than scattered disaster relief tents with dirt floors. Some with mattresses that were soaking wet as a result of the rain. The gourmet food accommodations were nothing more than an inadequate and poor quality food, including cheese sandwiches served in food containers. Now, I got to interject here. Yeah. So I know I know they say it's poor quality food, inadequate. But from what I've seen, this food was provided by the islanders who felt terrible and they felt bad for all these people that had come over here and paid all this money to be here and there was nothing for them no food no nothing so they put these meals together with the food that they had there and you know i know it's crappy and i know that this is not what they were expecting but those people didn't have to give them anything yeah. so that's the way i see it and it it looked like a poor man's sandwich, but hey amen. It's free food, and I don't know that they would have gotten much anything else if they wouldn't have given them that. Yeah, I would have been like, "You're gonna get a knuckle sandwich and just punch them in the." And I'm pretty sure some people were just like, "No, fuck that." And then after a while, they're like, mm, "I guess." It's gonna start looking real tasty after a while. <laughs> that looked like real gourmet food right now. Okay, what happened next? All right. So festival goers, goers were dropped off at the producer's bungalow where McFarlane and his team were based so they could be registered. But after hours of waiting in vain, people rushed to claim their own tents. So they just got tired of waiting. They were waiting there for hours to be registered and nothing happened. So they just went wild and said, I'm just going to get my own shelter. 
although there were only 500 people, there were not enough tents and beds for the guests. For only so, 500? Only and 500. And they were expecting thousands? I don't even know how many people bought tickets, to be honest. Mm. I didn't see a number, but I know it was sold out. I mean, 500 sounds like a lot already. Mm. On an island? Um, it looked like a small island. Um, so, although there were only five people, there were not enough tents and beds. Attendees were unable to leave the festival for the nearby Sandals Resorts as it was peak season with almost every hotel in Great Exuma already fully booked for the annual Exuma Regatta. Around nightfall, a group of local musicians took the stage and played for a few hours, the only act to perform at the event. In the early morning, it was announced that the festival would be postponed and the attendees would be returned to Miami as soon as possible. Wow. Reports from the festival mentioned various other problems such as mishandling or theft of guest baggages and no lighting to help people find their way around, an unfinished gravel lot, a lack of medical personnel or event staff, no cell phone or internet service, portable toilets, no running water, and heavy-handed security. These problems were exacerbated as the festival had been promoted as a cashless event, leaving many attendees without money for taxi fare or other expenses. Oh, that sucks. So So some people didn't bring cash at all and just relied on their little wristband. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. So what do they mean by, what do they mean by heavy handed security? I don't know. Like maybe the locals or something. I, I don't know. And when they comes up to the security, it's like, wow, you look like you got some heavy hands. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> like tough guys. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't go guys. to the don't go to the wet tents. Pow. Okay. <laughs> okay, what happened next? Okay, so many attendees were reportedly stranded as flights to and from the island were canceled after the Bohemian government issued an order that barred. Any planes from landing landing at the airport? Oh, why did they do that? Um, the, uh, right? Why? Because the first what? Why? Uh, I guess they didn't want anybody to come in, like more people to come in. I guess. I mean, that's five hundred people on an island with nowhere to go, and then all their hotels and everything else seem to be pretty booked up. Yeah. Because they Sounds got, like a fair. We need our boat races. Right? <laughs> we literally have no space for anybody else. Seal the island off. Yep. Nobody else can come in. <clears throat> exactly. That I don't know. Is. We're just assuming. We don't know. Allegedly. Okay. But we don't know. Okay. Um, so the first flight back to Miami boarded at 1.30 a.m. on April 28th, but was delayed for hours due to issues with the flight manifest. And it was canceled after sunrise and passengers were locked in the Exuma Airport terminal with no access to food or water or air conditioning. A passenger recalled that at least one person passed out from the heat and had to be hospitalized. The flight eventually left Exuma that morning and more charter flights to Miami 
departed from Exuma throughout the day. One attendee who was stuck in Miami reported that the pilot of their airplane had told them to get off so they could turn the plane around for immediate departure. As they were now serving as a rescue aircraft to get attendees off Great Exuma Island. Ding. And now it's a rescue mission. Now it's a rescue mission to get everybody that went to this fire festival, which didn't happen. Fire festival, fire freaking take my money and (laughs) burn your money in a fire. Burn your money in a fire. Exactly. Burn through my money and not fucking give me what I paid for. Mm -hmm. And then have the scrambling to get back home so yeah. now we're going into the organizers part of this story we're going to hear um, what happened to McFarland yeah we can fast forward if you want no let's hear it let's hear what happened so the the um, organizers section of this story it says uh, <clears throat> what is it with 3,100,000 in venture capital and 25 employees, McFarland also founded a card company called Magnesis in 2013. Uh-huh. So this promised members paying an annual $250 fee that could unlock their cities and take their lives to the next level, including private members. All right, so I don't know what this is. I mean, he has thing with chefs dude like that's one of the things he he makes sure to include in all his stuff is having celebrity yeah having celebrity chefs yeah celebrity chefs notable chefs that seems to be a thing that he likes so anyways that's part of the, that's part of this deal The Washington Post reported that some of these benefits never materialized and were far from what they advertised. They send the same email for every problem, but it's like fill in the blanks for what the problem is, a member reported. Magnesis reportedly became profitable in 2015. The Washington Post also reported that McFarland has a history of overpromising in his previous business ventures and cited multiple examples, including McFarland selling VIP tickets to the musical Hamilton for $430 and canceling at the last minute. In a complaint, the Better Business Bureau, one com- one customer seeking a refund reported getting no response to multiple queries for over a month and a half. So I don't know if you've ever seen the um, the documentary on Netflix. I watched both of them, the one on Netflix and Hulu. Okay, um, I don't know if maybe it's Hulu that I'm thinking of. Correct me. Uh, towards the end of the the movie or documentary. He's already starting up another scam, and this is what he's doing is promising people VIP tickets to these crazy cool shows, which he has no access to the VIP stuff. So this is the same thing. Like, it's a different scam, just still a scam. Yeah. And he was doing it while he was getting, like, in in court for Firefest. Right, in the middle of his trial for being sentenced he's trying to do another one real quick let me get this one out real quick yeah okay 
basically. What's good is money if you're going to be arrested and you can't mm-hmm. spend it. So now we'll go to the celebrity. Yeah. Did you get that? She was paid $250,000. Who, Jenner? And Yeah, and she since deleted that post. Bella Hadid, oh. Emily Ratajkowski, Retog- Retog- J- okay. Haley Baldwin Bieber, Elsa Hosk, Chanel Iman, Lys Ribeiro, Alessandra Ambrosia, Shania Shaikh, Nadine Lipold, Leopold, Rose Bertram, Giselle Oliveira, Hannah Ferguson, and other niche actresses and media personalities. Rita Jakowski was reportedly the only actress or model to use the hashtag ad. <gasps> but, also, but, but also has since deleted the post. Only Yo, later was reported that Jenner... Okay, so Jenner... The Federal uh, Trade Commission said that Hashtag ad only worked at the beginning and paid of paid posts, and that the ad the hashtag alone was not a sufficient disclaimer. Okay. So they're supposed to be using that hashtag ad whenever it's an advertisement. So what the the people know? I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. that's what you got to do. I didn't know that. You got to disclose that you're selling them something. Mm. Okay. Hadid has acknowledged and apologized for participating in the promotion and Baldwin Bieber revealed that she donated her entire payment to charity after seeing the aftermath of the event. It's the Bieber Foundation. (laughs) That's the charity. (laughs) Maybe. Or their churches. They go to church. Uh, Yeah. That's true. F. Jerry. You're not going to say the actual name? Fuck Jerry and Jerry <gasps> Media. Yeah. We're partially responsible for uh, promotions and social media marketing, and we're possibly responsible for the documentary on Netflix that neglected to acknowledge their involvement and participation in the event of marketing. <laughs> so I guess they saw this as a way of trying to make their money back, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I know that if they're, they're yeah, I know that promoting the, it. I know that the Hulu one really made light about of them not the netflix one. Oh, okay well that makes sense that makes sense all right so the aftermath ja rule posted a note on twitter that said it was not a scam and this is not my fault fire festival posted a statement on their website fire festival set out to provide a once in a lifetime musical experience on the islands of the Exuma. Yeah. All right. Due to circumstances out of our control, the physical infrastructures was not in place on time and were unable to fulfill on that vision safety safely and enjoyably for our guests. At this time, we were we are working timelessly to get flights scheduled and to get everyone off of the Great Exuma and home safely as quickly as we can. We ask that guests currently on the island do not make their own arrangements to get to the airport as we are coordinating those plans. We are working to place everyone on complimentary charters back to Miami today. This process has commenced and safe and the safety and comfort of our guests is our top priority. The festival is being postponed until we can further assess if and when we are able to create the high, high quality experience we envisioned. 
We ask for everyone's patience and cooperation during this difficult time as we work quickly and safely as we can to remedy this unforeseeable situation. We will continue to provide regular updates via email to our guests and via our official social media channels as they become available. That doesn't sound genuine. Nope. <laughs> what happened next? All right. So many um, news organizations compared the chaos to William Golding's novel, Lord of the Flies, and Susan Collins' novel, The Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor. I didn't really catch on as I thought it was going to. I love the Hunger Games. Okay. But you the win, Bahamas. Are you, you going to win the, would you win the Hunger Games? Oh, uh, no. Mm-mm, I die. Why? Because you're, <laughs> you're such a big target. Oh. I'm, I die. The Bahamas Ministry of Tourism apologized on behalf of the nation and denied having any responsibility for how the events unfolded. I mean, yeah, I don't... Based on everything that I've seen and read, this is all Billy McFarlane's fault. Billy McFarlane? He misused these funds 100%. Yeah. And I, I mean... I'm not sure how much truth is in Ja Rule's saying that he didn't really know what was going on. I mean, I'm guessing he didn't. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he, if he was informed at the rate the money was coming in as going out as fast as it was coming in. Uh-huh. So I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that um, I just don't think that Ja Rule was 100% clueless, but I think he wasn't aware how bad the situation was until it was too late. Mm. So you don't I think- don't think he realized how fast the money was leaving. Like it was coming in and going as fast as it was coming in. Mm. So you, That's just my personal opinion. So you think he was a victim too? I think he was kind of a victim. Mm. Uh, kind of. Because I'm hearing that this isn't something else that he's trying to do. But I don't think... I think his intention was he really wanted it to be something that was cool. Like this app. He really wanted to be a part of this app. I think he was part of making this app. And then this whole festival kind of just took a crap on the app mm-hmm. and I mean you don't even realize that it's about an app when you're first talking yeah. about it you're just talking about a festival that screwed over the hundreds of people right I mean there are better ways to promote an app than throwing a music festival true true but it would have been it would have been an easy way for them to be able to be like hey look at the app look at this celebrity we booked that celebrity with this app we booked that celebrity with this app you know <clears throat> so people could see it in their face like oh shit this really could happen I could have a party and book a celebrity with just clicking a button right well celebrity quote unquote yeah a B C D celebrity Z celebrity <laughs> I was an extra on (laughs) I was an extra on uh, when Harry met Sally I can't think (laughs) alright so 
Um, many news organizations compared the chaos to that the Lord of the Flies and then the Hunger Games. And then the Behem- the tourism Ministry of Tourism apologized. The workers who constructed the site and the restaurant that provided meals for the festival staff were never paid. Oh, that stinks. See, those people that provided those sandwiches and all that, they never got paid for any of that. Leading the restaurant owner appealing for assist- assistance on the, go- the crowdfunding platform. So that was all food from the restaurant that they gave these people and nobody paid for it. Fire Festival announced that it would offer all attendees a choice between a full refund of VIP tickets to the following year's festival, which was proposed, but never happened. I would be like, give me those VIP tickets for next year. I want uh, VIP tickets to every fucking show that you're telling me that you're going to get people in. <laughs> really, that's so, what you're going to do? Just do it. <laughs> Hamilton? Did you see? I, I, he said he had VIP passes for Hamilton. I would. He would probably. I thought the offer was only Fire Festival stuff. I'm just saying. I just want everything. You just want everything. Give me tickets to all your events for the next year to make up for this. Okay. Then maybe I won't blast well, you. The, Anyways, the best thing I can do is you come over to my house and then and then I dance. For you for your pleasure how's that does that work no because the thing is i don't have the tickets that you want. it's just as good i can i can be hamilton i i can do that okay I, hamilton so now we're hamilton, gonna move on hamilton, to hamilton, hamilton is that how the song goes i've never seen it you tell me you watch <laughs> that movie all the time Okay, what happened next? All right, all right. So as a result, so this is not going to be the lawsuit section. Okay. So as a result of the festival, McFarland and Ja Rule are subject of a $100 million lawsuit in the state of California. Okay, so he, that's a, they were subject of a $100 million lawsuit in the state of California. Right. Ja Rule was later dismissed from the lawsuit by a judge in 2019. Right. It was filed on behalf of the plaintiff, Daniel Jung, by entertainment lawyer Mark Gurigos, who is seeking class action status for the lawsuit of more than 150 plaintiffs. That's a lot of plaintiffs. Per the filing. Yeah, that's a lot. Jung's lawsuit alleged, alleges fraud, breach of contract, and uh, partly because of the decision by the organizers to make the festival cashless so that the attendees didn't bring money for taxis. Breach of the con- the convent- covenant of good faith. Yeah. Covenant. covenant. Partly due to an ina- inadequate catering and the attendees were locked in the airport and negligent misinterpretation. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's pretty much what happened. Right. Ben Mazels of the Gregos firm pledged to hold all of whose recklessly and blindly promoted the festival accountable, which was interpreted as being directed at Jenner, Hadid, and other social media influences. A Gregos, a Garagos lawyer standed, stated, sorry, it's late, I'm sorry, <laughs> stated that Fire Festival sent cease and desist letters to whistleblowers. Oh, that's not good. Nope. 
Nope, that's not good at all. A second class action lawsuit against Fire Media, McFarlane, Jaw Rule, and the event promoters identified as Does 1-100 was filed in Los Angeles by personal injury lawyer John Garadi. Sorry about the name chop. On behalf of three attendees, the plaintiff alleges that they deceived patrons into attending the festival by paying more than 400 social media personalities and celebrities to promote it. The parties are accused of breach of contract, negligent misinterpretation, and fraud. However, the lawsuit was later dismissed. A Bloomberg reporter filed an FOIA request and the FTC regarding their Instagram knowledge after the second lawsuit action, a second class action lawsuit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so a third lawsuit was filed in New York federal New York Federal Court against Jaw Rule, McFarland, Fire Media, and Chief Marketing Officer Grant Margolin. Plaintiffs Matthew Herlihy and Anthony Lowell accused the festival organizers of false represent- representations, mater- material omissions, n- negligence, fraud, and violations of consumer protection statuses. <clears throat> Upon the arrival of guests, the island of Great Exuma for the first weekend, the island was lacking basic amenities, was covered in dirt. The guests had to sleep in tents with white blankets. The soup flames. There was no communal showers or bathrooms as promised. Instead, there were porta potties that were knocked down and only three showers, although there were hundreds of people arriving. Mm-hmm. However, this lawsuit was also dismissed in new- November of 2019 with the judge granted plaintiffs limited leave to replead with respect to particular allegations against Ja Rule. Now, I don't know what the hell that means. If you know what that means, I explain because I don't know what that means. That I doesn't th- make any sense to I me. I think it means you can't Sue Ja Rule because he's a celebrity. <clears throat> no, 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 no. You don't think that's what that means? I think that they just are to remove him from the thing. Okay. But I don't know. I could be wrong because I just, I just said I don't know what that means. On May 4th, another lawsuit was filed by National Event Services, which provided men. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh man, you're funny. You're funny. I don't know if you realize you're funny. I didn't say anything funny. Okay, not all the time. What do you mean, not all, right. all the time? All the time. <laughs> Especially when I'm giving my spicy movie commentary. Those are the funniest. No, I just like your dad's moves. Your Hamilton. <laughs> what? What are you doing? What are you doing? What was that? I was mimicking your dance moves. Okay. (laughs) That's some good dancing. Man, this is going to be all chopped up, man. Don't worry. We'll handle it. Okay. What's going on? So what happened with the lawsuits? (sighs) So, all right. Um... So the medical services company said that they suffered $250,000 in damages, alleging breach of contract, fraud, and negligence by the organizers. The suit alleged that fired, fire 
failed and refused to buy cancellation insurance and failed to secure a contract with a medical evacuation helicopter or plane. Okay. NES employees reported that the local medical clinic was closed and the accommodation was uninhibitable with bug infestation, bloodstained mattresses, and no air conditioning. That doesn't sound very fun. Bloodstained mattresses. What? What did you say? What did you say? No. Okay, sleeping on wet mattresses with wet blankets that are bug infested and bloodstained with no air conditioner. Bloodstained? Who was bleeding on the mattresses? Also in May, festival attendee Andrew Petrosolo filed a lawsuit in New Jersey federal court alleging that the organizers violated the State Consumers Fraud Act and committed a breach of contract. The sixth lawsuit was filed in Florida federal federal court as a class action suit alleging violations that include fraud, negligence, and breach of contract. The plaintiffs, Kenny and Kenneth and Emily Real accused the organizers of sending cease and desist letters to people who criticized the festival on social media. The seventh lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court as a class action suit on behalf of Sean Daly and Edward Ivey. In addition to the infractions mentioned in other lawsuits, the suit alleges unjust enrichment and violation of New York state business law, claiming that the organizers continue to offer VIP upgrades and opportunities to deposit money into the fire band payment system after the file festival had been canceled. Wow. So this is saying that they were still trying to get people to pay into the VIP upgrades, even after they canceled it, man. You got to be hustling, man. You got to be asking for money all the time. That's how you make money. Okay, an eighth lawsuit was filed in Suffolk County Superior Court in Boston. Boston, come over here and get your car keys. That's how they talk. They always ask for about car keys in Boston. The company is alleging that the festival organizers and financial backers committed breach of contract and fraudulently deceived table lists and ticket purchasers. Table lists is seeking $3.5 million to refund customers as well as damages resulting from loss of business after forced to lay off 40% of their workforce to focus on the litigation. On July 3rd, 2018, two North Carolina attendees, Seth Krosno and Mark Thompson, were awarded $5 million in damages. The judgment was granted against Billy McFarlane in absentia, absentia after he failed to respond to a court proceedings. Jawro was initially named a co-defendant, but was later removed from the suit after an undisclosed private agreement with the two attendees' attorney. Mm. So, Jawru said in January 2019 that he had also been defrauded by McFarlane, McFarlane in 2019. He had dismissed. He was dismissed from a class action lawsuit filed by festival attendees. The judge determined that it had not been proven his promotion of the festival on social media had directly led to the plaintiffs attending. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's some legal... I legal. mean, uh, it was Jawru. That was some legal jump. Like... <laughs> jumps like legal hoops going through there the gym legal gymnastics well i mean i kind of get it i get it like 
<laughs> this is the judge the judge's thing yeah um i don't think they went to see you dude oh snap <laughs> so you think it was the judge trying to burn him <laughs> right the judge is like uh, yeah your promotions aren't the reason why people win <laughs> you're like oh dude <laughs> You're not famous enough to be seen by this. They went to go see hot babes. They went to go see hot babes. Hot babes. Who would totally hook up with them in real life. In their dreams. Mm -mm. All right. So the criminal investigation. um, Here we're getting to the meat. We're getting to the, the end of the meat. All right, so on May 2017, New York Times reported that McFarland and his associates were under an active federal investigation by the FBI for mail fraud, wire fraud, and securities fraud. The case was overseen. Well, these are just the investigations for wire fraud. <clears throat> on March... 2018 McFarland pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud and in what the U.S. Department called a scheme to defraud investors as well as a second count of wire fraud related to a scheme to defraud ticket vendors. In October 2018, McFarland was sentenced to six years in prison and ordered to forfeit $26 million. That's a lot of dollars. Okay, yeah. He was ordered to forfeit $26 million. So he was sentenced to six years in prison. Yeah. On July 24th, 2018, the Securities and Exchange Commission commission announced that McFarland's two companies had, he founded a former senior executive and former contractor agreed to settle charges arising out of the extensive multi-year offering Fraud that raised to at least twenty seven point four million in over from over a hundred investors. Investors, wow, wow. Why? Why are you wowing? That's a lot of money from people like investors. Investors, mm-hmm. well, I want to go invest. You want to go invest? You're gonna I don't get... want to be an investor. I want an investor to invest in me. <laughs> Come invest in me. Really? Because then you'll have, to, you'll have to show them returns and stuff. I know. I have to make stuff. Yeah, no. I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. In my brain first. Okay. <laughs> McFarland admitted to the SEC's allegations against him, agreed to a permanent director and officer bar and agreed to disgorgement of $26.4 million. That's a lot of dollars. Grant Morgolin, Morgolin and Daniel Simon, Fire Media, and Magnesis Inc. agreed to the settlement without admitting or denying any charges. Margolin has agreed to a seven-year director and officer bar and must pay a $35,000 penalty, and Simon has agreed to with three-year director and officer bar and must pay over 15000 to disgorgement. The settlements are subject to court approval. So do you know what an, a director and officer bar is? A, what? 
Director and Officer Barr. A director and officer bar? <laughs> I don't know. Why? Is so that... I'm just going to guess that they are barred from participating in being in charge of this type of thing. Oh, yeah. That's in charge what that of. Means. It means right? he's not in allowed to of, like, do create that. like these events and be in charge of these events. Right, yes. Okay. All right. All right. The compensation. Like other Bohemian suppliers, the caterer who worked on the event was not paid in 2019. Crowdfunding appeal raised over $200,000 to compensate her. In 2020, the United States Marshal Services auctioned the Fire Festival's branded merchandise that McFarland had kept for future sales with proceeds to go to the victims. Oh, that was something I did not know. Wow. I wonder how much they got for that. Probably a gajillion dollars. Paying a good amount of money for that because it's something that was like messed up. And if you've seen it, you won't forget about it. Right. If you're a part of it, you won't forget about it. Oh, yeah. Like when. But yeah. so. So there's been several films, like I said earlier, there's. And I think there's another one on Hulu. Yeah. There's another one on Hulu called Fire. Or maybe it's the other way around. Fire directed and was released on um, Netflix. And there's several on YouTube. Like, if you want to find out more information. Mm -hmm. I did give a bunch of information here. But there's a lot more out there. Mm. And there's even, like, more interviews with other people that were there so you could get to hear like first on firsthand experiences aside from what is here and the other documentaries on netflix and hulu but yeah man that's all i have for my story it was a crazy crazy idea that spiraled into something that that ended up being terrible for a lot of people yeah, that was people are in jail now. That was a crazy roller coaster of emotions. So it sure was. Do you think they are like wearing like hats that say like fire veteran on it? <laughs> fire festival veteran. <laughs> right. They should get like an orange heart. An orange heart? <laughs> I survived. I survived I fire. Fire veteran. Right. <laughs> I survived sure. fire festival. And all I got was this lousy t shirt. Um, and <laughs> what? This lousy t-shirt that is full of, that was dirty and full of, it was wet and blood. Blood everywhere. Somebody was bleeding on it. Who and knows who was bleeding it, on it? My sweat for a couple of days because I wasn't able to shower. Oh, snap. And like, uh, it, yeah, because like, also I remember <laughs> after, uh, after Tanacon happened, people were selling the, the Tanacon bag, zip bags on ebay really for like a hundred dollars that's crazy mm -hmm. that is insane okay. so what are your final thoughts on the fire festival and billy mcfartland <laughs> i'm looking like I, I clicked on the little link where it shows the people i mean the the stuff that they're selling uh -huh. so it was a crew neck sweatshirt a crew neck sweatshirt was um, 
it was on auction. The last that I saw was three hundred dollars. The last that the last in the screenshot shows is a three hundred dollars being bidded, and then another a hoodie, like a blue hoodie, fire hoodie. Mm-hmm. It was up to three hundred fifty-five, and then they had a base a black baseball cap with the fire logo, valued at fifteen dollars, had received over three hundred fifty dollars worth of bids. That's a lot of bids. That's a lot. <laughs> Would you spend That's that much money for something like that? Mm-mm. But it's a piece nope. of history. No, I don't know. I don't care. <gasps> oh. I wouldn't, but I could see why people would want to. Yeah, I wanted. To, if I was yeah. the type of person that wanted to keep a part of a piece like this, then yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, but I, I'm wanted, not. I wanted to buy a Tanacon bag. You did? Yeah, but it, I didn't have a hundred dollars. That's all it was. I thought it would be more. That's still a lot because I'm pretty sure there were probably like 30 bucks or 40 bucks, if anything, at the show, the non-show that didn't happen. Right. I think <laughs> I don't know how that went down. Uh, I wanted to do a video, like like an episode on Tanacon, but I can't really find a lot of information on it. There's but... more on YouTube. Yeah. Like videos and research and stuff like that or like the shane dawson documentary which uh i don't know you, I, it's not a good time to be shane dawson right now no it's not and then kaden was like coming to me and telling me stuff about uh you know shane dawson's past yeah what is what was he saying Oh, yeah, because um, his little cousin was like, yeah, there's a video of him doing stuff with the cat. And I was like, first off, <laughs> I didn't know there was a video out there. I just know that he talked about it on a show, like a radio show with somebody. And that person was like, yeah, dude, you probably don't want to repeat that because that's gross. It's a podcast. And you're yeah. nasty. And so, yeah, he told me. But he said it like he actually told me you know and I was just like god these kids alright we gotta wrap things up on fire festival so yes fire festival my last thoughts are this guy is never gonna change if he's in jail right now he's scamming people in jail he's trying to figure out another way when he gets out to scam more people. This guy is not going to change. That's, this is what he does. It's like his thing that he lives and breathes. And that's that's it. That's that's for him. That's his like. like he gets a, a, a nut high from scoring money. Like I hear from what I was seeing. Like this guy's a master. Like a master salesman. Mm. He can sell BS to a freaking bull. BS to a bull? Bullshit to a bull. I don't know if that's how the expression works. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like he can, he can just sell anything to anybody because of the way he he talks about things very passionately, and he makes it sound like like he knows exactly what he's talking about, and he's gonna get it done. Right. And so people like that are very good at being like car salesmen and stuff right. like that. And um, so yeah, I uh, don't see this guy coming out reformed or changed at all so but i guess we'll see what happens and i just i just hope that nobody else is a victim to his his scams 
they, it sucks for these people though yeah the expression is sell water to a fish that's what the expression is well it can be plenty of things okay. but you know i just use the bull and bullshit okay <laughs> so yeah he's gone he's out of he's in jail but you think like as soon as he's out of jail he's gonna be start scamming people again i think he is i think he will oh. You That's think... my opinion. I don't think people like him can change. Mm, you don't think a, a leopard can change his spots in this case? I just feel like maybe he'll be okay for a little bit, but once he gets that itch scratched, he'll go fall right back into it. Mm. So, yep. That's... Because, he, you know, he can easily make money by just telling people just random things, like, and they'll believe him, and he just made hundreds of dollars from spitting out bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, so, yep, that wraps it up. <clears throat> That's Fire Festival for you. <laughs> come in, come next time, next year, Fire Festival 2021. Can't wait. No. Uh, <laughs> no. All right, so I've been Nathaniel the Avula. And I'm Jessica Vega. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.